Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey guys, it's Cameron. We're back for another episode of Triumph and Disaster. And you know what? Before I start, I was going to ask you guys, you can email me at triumphanddisasterblog at gmail.com. I was thinking about maybe doing a different intro. When I first started this podcast, it was over a year ago. I think it was damn near a year and a half ago or so. And, uh, I, I, you know, in the beginning, I had like the Conan, the Conan uh, from the movie, the the soundtrack. I had that for the first episode or two, and I didn't want to get in trouble. So I just I found this guy in Canada that did this thing, this whole, hey, triumphant disaster, this whole beginning that I have now. Did a good job, but I'm kind of thinking about maybe changing it. So let me know what you guys think. And if you have any other comments, uh, email me at triumphanddisasterblog at gmail.com and I'll, I'll get back to you. I always answer everything. So anyway, Fahim Anwar, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. I actually, um, I met him, I, I knew him from uh, when I worked at the comedy store for, I was there for about a year and a half or so, a couple of years ago. And him and, and, and Lance Kentstopoulos. So I, I actually saw Lance before I saw Fahim. Lance, we have kind of a weird episode, uh, a rare one in that I have both these guys making an appearance on this uh, on this show. So stick around for Lance. Lance is, uh, I don't even know how to introduce Lance. He's, uh, he's a phenomenon all in his own. But Fahim, you may have seen him in Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. He was in Neighbors, um, the Carmichael Show, Californication. He's been in that. Um, you may have seen him do stand-up on Conan O'Brien. He's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorite comedians. We actually, um, we're from the same area. He was, we we're actually born in the same hospital in Everett, Washington. It's crazy. We, we kind of bonded over the Seahawks. I hope I didn't, uh, just alienate people with the Seahawks. I know a lot of people hate the Seahawks, but so yeah, we were Seahawks fans. We're from the same area. He went to university of Washington and, um, yeah, he's just, uh, I just think he's one of the, one of the best stand-up comedians, uh, one of my favorites, one of my personal favorites. So I'm really, I'm really happy to, to have him on the show and Lance. So, um, we'll just cut to the chase. Hope you guys enjoy. Here's Fahim Anwar and then. Lance can't stop us. All right, so we're on now. You don't want to wear these things, do you? Headphones. Listen to your own voice. <laughs> you can if you want. Yeah. No, I don't want to listen to my own voice. Fuck that. You hear me? Yeah. So if you pull it away, it's not there anymore. Good to see you, dude. It's been a while. And um. Yeah. Yeah. Right in front of the stage where Richard Pryor did his thing. That was the thing. You t- oh, you actually do that on there too? Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if you're going to be here tonight. Not not. Uh, do you know if Lance is here too, or just? <laughs> I have to admit. Okay, so on on that right off the bat. So I so I I worked this uh, fucking Sodom and Gomorrah, which I love. I I honest to God, dude, I miss this place so much. I miss the people here so much. And I I say Sodom and Gomorrah in a uh, in a charming way because it really is. But I love it. But the first time. I, the first time I saw you, well, I saw Lance before I saw you. <laughs> yeah, that was the intro in the hallway, and uh, and Lance was warming up and uh, you know kind of getting his adrenaline going and stretching a little bit, maybe a little bit of a couple Chuck Norris kicks, <laughs> and uh, to tell you the truth, I wasn't a hundred percent. I thought I, I thought it was. Um, I didn't know that that was a. I thought Lance's mullet was genuine. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll go that I'll say that much about Lance. A different guy. Yeah, 
Maybe we should. You want to explain? You want to explain who Lance is? All right. Well, fuck it. All right. So I mean, yeah. All right. So should I? All right. Nobody knows because let's just assume that you know some people don't know. There might be someone in Iowa who doesn't know who you are. <laughs> Lance Cantstopolis, like the Greek Cantstopolis, can't stop it. It sounds sort of vaguely Greek. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be dropping by at the last half of this anyway, at some point. But uh, so yeah, so this is a, another stand-up comedian who looks remarkably like you with a with a mullet. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he was he was suspicious. <laughs> are they? Is it? Are you allowed to have Lance's name on the wall? Yeah. Is it Adam's choice or who's has? Yeah, then it'd make an exception. Okay, so, uh, all right, let's back the fuck up a little bit. You're a comedian. People are like, who the, what the fuck are they talking about? Who's Adam? Anyway. <laughs> so Adam's the guy who books all the comedians at the comedy store. The comedy store, in case you don't know, is like the, the world fucking capital of stand-up comedy. Yeah, and uh, it's blown up since I was, so I used to, I worked here a while back, and that's how I met Fahim here, and this is a couple years ago now. I was here about a year and a half, I think. And uh, Adam Egget, he's the guy who books comedians. Was it was uh, it was uh, Tommy? I was here, so I saw the shift. I saw the transition begin. Uh, so this place has had a huge renaissance since then. It's like it's it's kind of a new golden era at the comedy store, right? I would say so. Since maybe like what the eighties, maybe early nineties, something like that. That Richard Pryor and Kennison and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that beginning to happen. Right. This was happening before I left, and like Joe Rogan started coming back, and David Spade, and yeah, and it kind of brought, started bringing everybody back. Um, but that's how I met you, and then uh, found out that uh, you were, were. We grew up in. The, did you grow up? Were you born around the Seattle area? Where are you from originally? You're fucking kidding me. That's where I was born, <laughs> Providence and Everett. And I always say Seattle for very good reasons. If you're from up there, you don't, you know. And you probably don't even. It's, you know, it's pretty. Yeah, that's funny. I had no idea you were born up there. Yeah. But did you grow up in the burbs, like the Everett burbs, or like, like what high school did you go to? Okay, yeah, that's around there. Yeah, yeah, I went to Cascade. Cascade, in Everett. Crazy. Oh yeah, okay, that's uh, Muckleteo or something. Yeah, yeah. So if people don't know Linwood, Linwood just, I instantly think of Camaros and like uh, neon windshield wipers and in Linwood, that's kind of, that's the thing that, uh, uh. Michael Teal is nicer. <laughs> yeah. 
and you, yeah, nobody knows what, still. Um, so you have like a weird, and then, so you have a weird route to comedy though. You have an unusual route, right? You, uh, wasn't it like, uh, some, like some sort of aerospace engineering or something? Pretty much if you're from that area, you're going to end up working at Boeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's some labor union kind of thing or like, you know, whatever, all the way up to engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Basically all of Everett. You know, so you're going to design planes at UW. You went to. Oh, you did? No way. Okay. You did it a little bit up there then? Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you do comedy up there in the Seattle area though? Was it the underground? Or? Yeah. In Pioneer Square? Yeah. Uh, that's the one. I'm... Okay. Well, I, I remember the old one. I remember, it was kind of a dungeon. Yeah. Was is there was a place called Dante's in the U district too? That I don't even know if that's there anymore. Yeah. But right. So you you were kind of doing the little local scene up there for a while. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's at the Radisson, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. So, but you were, you came to Long Beach and were working as an engineer. And what did your, what, like, how'd your dad, how'd your folks feel about you making a transition to uh, what you're doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you say your folks were from Afghanistan? They're from Afghanistan. So it was was that like an extra being being a first generation immigrant, and then their son gets a. Gets a degree and then they're like, I, I want to go. I want to do comedy now. Was that that? Did that fly okay? Yeah, I'm sure. Even on the side, not a big fan of that. <laughs> What's how is it now though? Still feel the same way? Without like half your face dropping at some point. <laughs> Without having a blowout. Yeah, yeah.
so they're like throw him little bones like oh okay he's he's doing all right i'm such a an asshole for doing this without seeing whiskey tango foxtrot i know you're in that i didn't see it well you're in it why well, fuck i mean i mean you know like you know i should know that i mean i know that you're in it I, but i don't yeah right like that, that guy <laughs> yeah right right Yeah, that's that's the way it is with most people here in some way. But you right, yeah. But you're you know, all right. But yeah, all right. But you're actually but you but you did a special or two fairly recently, didn't you? <laughs> so where's the special? <laughs> and but they own it? No, I'm sorry, go ahead. So is it like you can't do anything with it? I've seen some clips from it. <laughs> well, say what it is, man. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, I know. Well, you, but we can just say that it exists, right? It exists there. <laughs> but, but can you do that that exact same set again, like, like as a Netflix thing or something, or is there some kind of legal thing involved? I don't mean the one that you've done, or I mean doing it again, but the same set, yeah. Just new material. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you think uh, Lance will get a special at some point? Yeah. Lance does a lot of crowd work, though, right? Fuck yeah. Has Lance been on this stage in the main room? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like that one better? Just more intimate, more close up, or yeah. So the original room. So that's right. That's right. This is like a big show. This is like a big room. This is the room you guys were like. Like Richard Pryor did live on the Sunset Strip, and it's a big old show. the The original room is like this fucking dark thing. Like, uh, it's surrounded by it's like vacuum sound in there. You can be more subtle in there. You're right. Yeah. I see. I see. Right, right. You can't, you can't really, you can't really experiment really as much in here. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're Dave Chappelle, you can go up there and talk for five hours and he does. <laughs> and it's, and it's interesting the whole time. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I was actually, you know what, I was just going to say that, and that's probably true for most people, but I mean, I was just going to say one of my favorite things, one of my best favorite experiences from, from being here was watching guys, I won't, I, nah, I won't mention names, but I mean, and, and you too, just, you know, developing new stuff, but watching guys um, get to a certain point where there's like a turning point. I've seen it with a couple people where they're kind of not really, they haven't really found themselves as a comedian, they're kind of struggling, they might be frustrated and shit, and then over a period of like just like a week or two, all of a sudden, holy shit, something, holy fuck, something happened. And they've like accepted something. And then they've like, boom, all of a sudden they're like on a different level. Like they developed. And it's just, it's just a matter, I'm assuming it's just a matter of just a harsh grind over time to find yourself. Like I, I heard like, for example, like Sebastian. Does he go by Sebastian or do you go by his last name now too? Sebastian, who I think is fucking hilarious. I heard he was not doing so well in his first year or two, like at all. Like he wasn't really finding himself. He was trying to do some character. It wasn't really working. And then he, he you know, and then all of a sudden he had like this turning point where he kind of found himself and accepted him and then accepted this, the Sebastian that we know instead of this character. And then, and now he's fucking hilarious. somehow combined that's interesting you say that because this is another phenomenon and i used to kind of talk with guys out in the back when they were smoking or whatever and, but like i i grew up with some guys to this day i think are some of the funniest motherfuckers like piss my pants laughing funniest but there's no way they can get on stage and do what you do it's a completely different thing isn't it it's it's a weird dynamic that way Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Mm hmm You can feel the deadness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Dude, I have so much. I have respect for it too. I've had people when I when I worked here, and I'll admit it. I'd be like, I, I kind of want to try doing that, you know? Like, and people would ask, "Are you going to do it?" And 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 then I was like, "There's no, no, dude," because I felt like it was honestly. Well, there's a couple things. I, I see that. 
I kind of, I actually had respect for you guys. I know what you guys do. I mean, I know what you go through, and I don't, fuck, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, the, the shit-eating, which is inevitable, is <laughs> so brutal. It's so brutal, and it takes so much time, and you, and you have to have a need. You really have to have a need. I don't have the need. It's It just seems like a, it's more like a little um, trivial little fun thing. Oh, yeah, I can get on stage and do it, but it's just not true. You have to have a need to fucking grind for a long time. And I have, like, I have respect for what you guys do. So it's not like I'm going to assume, like, I know that you can't just hop up there and do anything worth anything. I went upstairs in the belly room one time. I, I can't remember his name right now. The guy that does, um, shit, I can't, he's from Boston. Anyway, he called me up there. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And I grabbed the mic. And that's a belly room. The belly room is like the size of a living room. <laughs> and is that right? Did he do up there? The thing on Netflix right now? No shit. God, that's really intimate. It holds like 50 people or something. That's nuts. I, have to check that. I haven't seen it yet. But um, yeah, even that, I was like, I mean, you know, I wasn't by myself, so it was able to kind of joke around. But I got a taste, I mean, of the fucking terror of looking out there of failing in front of like, it was only like two dozen people, you know. So that's it. Mm. You can read it, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. And they do those typically in the belly room. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's actually, that's, that would be funny. And he's super cool. Wearing like a funny, a funny t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you see a lot of stand up you'll know you know what this is. But No, and but what you were talking about this comfort that you're talking about where you don't need anything, that's actually super compelling as an audience member, I think. When you when because you well you lean in. You like Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh my God. But when someone is to the point where they're almost like when you're trying things out right off your cuff and like, it almost doesn't really like matter if it, if it works or not, like you said, and and there's like maybe some really subtle shit. I think that's, that's where I think the genius is. And like, I don't know. I'm one of these guys where, I mean, I was here for a while and, and, uh, this place, you know, is, is a harsh grind. Like com comedians, they're supportive, but they're hard on you. They're, they'll trash you if you're dying, and it, and it becomes this harsh down spiral. It's really funny. Is there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this is usually late night, though, like kind of more after hour. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, what were we just talking about? Uh, I had a little minor stroke. Uh, 
Yeah, fuck. I, well, I just on, live on mic just had a stroke and forgot where I was going. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So no, I was gonna say. Um, I feel like uh, that stuff where you're almost that. That's where it's almost like the comedians, comedians stuff, or the comedians comedy stuff when it's like you're not really doing it for the audience, but you're you're kind of winging, almost kind of mumbling things to yourself, and it's funnier and shit. You're not like really performing for the audience. Right, that's that's what I'm talking about in particular, actually. Right, <laughs> you're being to an airport. <laughs> you're talking to like one drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's where, like, the it's almost it's kind of funny. Well, bringing it back a little bit to the engineering thing, like, and I mean, comedy is it's completely, completely subjective, right? You can't, but <laughs> I have like a harsh judgment. And this goes not this outside of this, this goes into life. Like, I, I really think humor and intelligence are closely related. So, like, if people don't get things, kind of like, eh, not so bright. It's not even about taste. It's like, not so. So when it comes to audiences, do you, do you feel like, uh, I don't want you to say that necessarily, but you can, um, can you get a, you can at this point have a pretty good gut feel right when you're uh, maybe, maybe from watching people before you to, if they kind of have a certain, if they're able to get certain things and if things are going to work or not, do you know what I mean? Like this crowd, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if this certain thing is going to really fly with this crowd or. Yeah. With what sort of culture or subculture kind of a thing? Yeah. Didn't you bring a ukulele? Oh. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you've said you've made jokes about uh, about yourself, like race related jokes. I mean, so even self deprecating kind of things when you're talking about. Well, you're really ripping on rednecks. Uh, I mean, I mean, redneck. When you're ripping on rednecks, that's sort of a free pass, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Unless you're in Alabama, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm curious about. Like. Are, And tourists. I mean, from all around the world, too. <clears throat> right. 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 I can imagine. You had some bit about, um, like, a football game and having, having the jersey on, and uh, that's what I was kind of thinking of. In, like, Orange County or something. 
That's yeah, yeah. Wow. Sure. Absolutely. It transcends that that little crowd. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So the special, god damn it, that pisses me off that it's sort of in limbo like that. Well, what do you want to do next, speaking of the special? I mean, do you want, are you writing another, like, one hour? Was that one hour? Yeah, it was one hour. Yeah, yeah. I, I Right. That one to get some mileage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Well, hopefully that can be somehow cut loose and I don't know. Oh, that'd be good. I hear you. But you you work on new material a lot. Do you, so I mean, do you, do you write like every day? Do you have like a daily discipline or do you, okay. You keep your eyes open at all times for like observations. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you just tweet immediately? And so that's like an instant joke. Right. Right. Some things in a tweet, or it's almost like an art in itself, a joke, the, the joke, the timing in a tweet, the way it's written, it's like a musical note almost, I think. No, I mean I was just thinking of the videos you've done. That's all. No, it's not dumb. It's 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 real. It's right. The... Yeah. Right. It's probably important to to be able to do all that though, and instead of just like well, just on the stage, you're you're really missing out on a lot there. I see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else was I gonna ask you, man? So, oh yeah, I want to go back to like, uh, so were you were you passed by Mitzi? So what was your? Do you want to explain? What passing and who Mitzi is, by the way, just in case. That's her booth right behind us, isn't it? Yeah. That's Mitzi, right? Yeah. 
She's kind of like the version of like like Lee Strasberg founded the Actors Studio. She's kind of like that for comedy in a way, right? Like she knew she had she had she had a real talent herself, obviously, cause, and she knew how to like to train it, sort of to to enhance it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like how long? Like what are you talking about? Oh wow, shit. Like around midnight? One, yeah. But you're totally free, at least at that time. But that's a long time. <laughs> Hanging out with Barris and Schizo and all those guys. <laughs> Looking back. Isn't that interesting? That's interesting that she had that, she knew she had that sort of vision in people. And it's interesting how like she, like I know Louis C.K. was never passed, for example, and this place kind of freaked him out. And I don't think he's the only one. Yeah, Seinfeld too, that's right, that's who it was. Not that long ago, right? <laughs> That is, when it, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, she had an eye. Who was it that you were like when you were kid? So you wanted to be a comedian from a pretty young age, stand up. Was it like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor? What was it? Yeah. Did you have it on a cassette tape? Okay. Mm hmm With the red leather, right? Delirious, yeah. <laughs> like 90s SNL, like... Uh, Oh my God, that was the, I think that was better than it was in the seventies, actually looking back. Yeah. Chris Farley and yeah. Yeah. So fucking funny. This was so funny that people back at, at that time, and this is before like, you know, you're not like record. Well, you could record on a VHS tape, uh, but people would stay home. Like people would stay home on Saturday nights to watch SNL. No matter what, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, I know. It's sort of. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, you'd, you'd see the clip that people were passing around the next day or whatever. But, right. Right, right. Yeah, but you that's the way you did it back then, though. You literally, you stayed home. Like, if, you, if it was like, I don't know, Nirvana was the guest band or whatever, and you know, you're going to stay home and watch it. Yeah, staying up late. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like Eddie Murphy. And, and so... Did you ever mess around with that? Did you ever mess around with the idea of trying to audition for like uh, like uh, SNL or Mad TV or any of that stuff back in the day? Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Is it right in front of Lauren, though, by the way? I want to hear what you're going to say. Okay. Okay. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. For certain reasons. Yeah. And you realize it's almost like you, you proved it to yourself. You're like, okay, I, I could do this. Like I did it. And that's, it's instead of like getting some kind of validation outside from, it's more like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I think I read some about that. And then somehow that led him into the wrestling thing or something. Yeah. You can get there and be and realize, well, maybe this isn't yeah, and there's something else that's that's even better. Yeah, that's super cool, man. That's super cool. So what now, dude? A sketch show. That's ironic. I, I don't know that one. Oh, he's funny. Oh, that's cool. Right. That's fucking cool. So where do you where do you look for that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is you exactly what you want to do.
Okay, I was just going to ask about that. And then, so what would you, how would you, do just follow you on Twitter to keep up on that? Or where where would you look for that? Twitter? Yeah. All right. You know, I'll just post shit on there when it's coming. All right, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, I heard that, uh, I heard that fucking Lance might, is he? Do <laughs> you mind if you want to get on the mic? I, so this is Fahim. You got, uh, thanks for coming, dude. Thanks for coming, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks, bud. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey. All right. Well, we we actually haven't met before. Uh, so Lance Kenstopoulos. Uh, so you want to introduce yourself and uh, a little bit about? Yeah. Everybody knows. Well, maybe. You do chicks. <laughs> Sure. You're you're not in any. Uh, there's no hashtags about you, no. Sure. Hashtag good time. Sure. Oh, that. <laughs> so, I'm going to ask you some personal questions. Nobody knows where. Nobody knows where you're from. Where are you willing to indulge us on in, in that? Because you, <laughs> yeah, I see. Sure. What kind of photos? <laughs> you think I'm putting you? I'm painting you into a corner. I'm a. <laughs> You're not friends with Franco. You know him, though. Come on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you read his book about how to pick up chicks? He has a book. Well, that's in the book. First <laughs> nut <not> rocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that probably helps. That probably helps a little bit. What are his tips? Uh, number one. <laughs> Isn't that the same for you, though? Or do you have to impress people with your martial arts skills? Sure. Well, what do you have to do? Do you have to dance? You have a pretty solid foundation in that, too. Yeah. Or is are you self-trained? Are you self-taught? Oh, Really? No shit. Just by yourself, and what were you listening to? Shadow dance. Do you throw in some boxing too, or not? Not you keep those separate. You don't really box so much as kick. As kick. what is your technique? Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you employ? Do you ever employ nunchucks or? But mostly with the kicks. Okay. Do you use product in your hair? <laughs> Under, oh, okay, all right. But not like scented oils of any sort. It could be. 
Right. Sure. Not scented like that. Yeah, I don't. You, do you normally wear jewelry? I don't see any jewelry on your You're just in a rush. It could be dangerous if you have to have uh, some sort of combat. I think as well. Which, yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. It kind of counteracts the whole point of doing that. Do you, How do you get ready for a, a, a show? Do you prepare in any kind of way? I've seen you warm. I've seen you warming up in the hallway before, and that's what caught my interest. I was like, because I thought, you know, you you looked as if uh, I didn't know if you're getting ready to 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 do some sort of an athletic event or if you were, you know, going to get some sort of a, a fight or I don't know what was going. It's all the same. That's okay, and so, so that's how you get your focus. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You lay off the alcohol. It's just water. Gotcha. Stay sharp. Yeah. You just want to brush them aside and get to the real business. Right. They're the ones who somehow haven't seen... You have a documentary about yourself, don't you? So I don't know how they haven't fucking seen that, but... You know, sometimes you can't blame people don't always know what's going on. So, Lance Can't Stop List continued on uh, for about two hours. Uh, unbeknownst to him, the batteries died. Uh, I'm actually playing his documentary in the background. You can hear this music. This is the opening. And he's dancing like a badass. Okay, so let me turn this down. <laughs> so anyway, it's called uh, Out of Nowhere, and I'm going to make sure to post that at the <laughs> triumphanddisasterblog.com. So go to triumphanddisasterblog.com, and uh, you'll see the uh, the blog and the podcast for uh, Fahim and Lance. And then if you click on that, you'll see Out of Nowhere, and you'll see the documentary on Lance Canstopolis. So uh, for Lance Canstopolis, all right, so Lance is L-A-N-C-E. Ken Stopolis is uh, C A N T S T O P O L I S. And uh, so you can find Lance on uh, Twitter and Instagram under L Canstopolis. So Fahim, yeah, he, I love that guy. He's he's so great. I'm, I'm so happy that I had him on here, and I hope you guys enjoyed having him on too. Um, you can find Fahim at FahimAnwar.com. So F A H I M. Anwar is A N W A R. FahimAnwar.com. And um, you can find him on Instagram and, and Twitter under just Fahim Anwar, at Fahim Anwar. He's on there, both of those. So um, maybe I'll have Lance on again at some point for more than five minutes. Uh, yeah, uh, We'll see. We'll see about that. Just make sure to uh, to follow us at uh, triumphanddisasterblog.com. And um, Fahim, uh, not Fahim, but Lance also has a uh, page. You have to look him up on Facebook. He has his own Facebook page. So make sure to like that as well. 
And um, I've got a Patreon. I've mentioned this before. If you go to patreon.com forward slash triumph and disaster, um, if you become a patron, I'm going to have some things in the future. Like maybe in the future, for example, I'll have Lance on and have a uh, a live, a YouTube live Q&A with Lance, this sort of thing. But you only, you only be able to see it if you're a patron, like a monthly patron for it. So make sure to go there. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Triumph and Disaster and become a patron, support this thing. And we have some pretty cool stuff coming up for you there. And uh, that's it. That's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see you next week. Thanks.